Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everybody, welcome to the LYF podcast. Monica here, and today I am joined by Alex Chella. If you've been at our events this year in person or online for that matter, um, you would have seen Alex playing at the beginning of the night um, alongside Polly leading sound bath and meditation. So I am so thankful for uh, his gift um, that he's been sharing with us at the event and allowing just that grounding energy to start off the night. Um, and I'm just so excited to highlight him a little bit more and for folks to get to know him and his story. So hi, Alex. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm excited to... Yeah, like I said, get your story out there more. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you for um, holding space for me to share my story. And hopefully, uh, hopefully some people can get some benefit from it. Oh, I'm sure of it. So what I always, my first question I always ask people when they join me is, what is it that you love about yourself? And how has that helped you in your life so far? Let's see. What do I love about myself? Um, I love about myself that I am constantly trying to do better by my, do better by myself, not alone, but, you know, do better for my being. Mm-hmm. You know, so whatever I do, I try to do it to the best of my ability. And I always feel like um, I strive to get better every day and little by little. And sometimes we skip a day, you know, but uh, ultimately I feel like my general mood towards myself is that um I love myself and that the best way to honor that is to be the best version of myself every day. And so like always try to 
do that in my life is, you know, something that's very important to me. And I love that about myself. Mm. That's beautiful. It's so interesting. As you were speaking, I was getting just this visual and I'm sure you've heard it and folks probably out there have heard it too, um, about how life is an earth. It's kind of, it's just like a school, right? That, that we come here to learn and grow and, for whatever reason, the way that you were describing it, I saw that so clear, like, you know, every day is an opportunity. And like you said, some days, maybe we skip a day, but there's, as long as we're alive, there's always a new opportunity. And really, we're here to, to, to really get to know ourselves and understand what we want for ourselves and, and uh, through relationship and connection and all that. But I don't know. It was just, it was an interesting thing happening in my mind as you're talking. I'm like, it just was one of those light bulb moments. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Yeah. I I do feel like that is kind of our purpose in life a bit is to um, just learn about ourselves and, you know, who we really are, what we really connect with, you know, and I feel as if most of the time people uh, end up finding love for themselves when they go on this journey you know it's a journey of exploration and figuring out who you are and what is okay with you and what you allow for yourself you know how you talk to yourself all of that is all very important and um we sometimes lose track of that through life you know we um judge ourselves and we compare ourselves and um, then we start to get down on ourselves and that can spiral really quickly for some of us, you know? Um, so it's very, it's really important to me to, you know, be conscious of the fact that we are just living here for a temporary time and, you know, we can only do our best and try our best and, you know, have hopefully everything falls into place. Exactly. I love that. So Alex, tell us a little bit more about uh, your path with the music and how that's evolved and leading to now with, with facilitating more facilitating uh, different experiences more from a healing perspective. Yeah, definitely. Um, So music um, has always been a big part of my life. Uh, I remember being a kid in the car driving through the hills of Santa Barbara. My dad had classic rock music on, which back then was just rock music. Um, <laughs> and uh, my sister and I would be in the car and he would always ask us, who is this? As far as like the musician or band playing, you know, to just quiz us all the time. And uh, so that was one of the, my first memories I have of music is in the car with my dad and my sister just talking about who was playing the music and the songs and uh, listening to the music as we would drive through the hills. Um, But so from an early age, I've always felt like music, um, sound has been something that I've gravitated towards. You know, I would just remember zoning out on music and just completely closing off the world. And I was just in my head listening to music and, um, Yeah, so I realized that from an early age, but uh, I didn't really start um, playing guitar or, you know, making music until later on in life. Um, 
I got a guitar when I was 19 and uh, taught myself how to play chords. And um, from there, you know, I tried to learn some songs and I would write my own songs here and there, jam out with friends. Um, but it was all very rough, a very rough version of, you know, my intro into music. But um, through life and everything, I just kept learning and I kept on trying to play. And um, I had a lot of distractions um, when I was younger, you know, and um, so I kind of had to fight and struggle to, you know, let go of some of those distractions that aren't that weren't really serving me. Um, and yeah, eventually I found a piano um, and um, realized that I can understand music a lot more through a piano. So um, I taught myself how to play piano and um, how to read music and stuff through an app, which is awesome. Um, I could recommend that later if you need it. Uh, yeah, but, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> um, so I really feel like <clears throat> for those who want to learn music, who have a passion for it, um, that nowadays all of the tools are out there and available for everyone to learn and to, you know, really dig into music. And you don't have to go that deep. You know, you can learn some basic songs and some songs that you really vibe with and learn how to play those. And, you know, you'll, fi you'll find something about yourself in the music and in learning the music and in singing um, you really using your voice, our voice to, you know, communicate emotion is is a big thing. Um, so I learned piano and I started making more music and trying to really focus in on, you know, what it is my musical voice is, what I want to represent um, in my music. And um, so for a while I was making um I started reggae and blues and rock and roll and things like that. And then when I started producing more music, I got really into house music. Um, I had some experiences um, with house music that were very insightful for myself and um, for how I saw music. And um, so that they, house music was really helpful for me in some ways. Um, but then I, when I started making house music, I thought to myself, oh, all of these people who play house music are DJs. And um, so maybe I have to DJ, you know? So I started, you know, learning how to DJ and trying to do that. And um, that's kind of how I got into the whole uh, house music scene, um, which, um, you know, out here, I didn't really know anyone in the scene. I kind of just went into it um, wanting to, experience more music and people who were into more music and things like that. Um, but then also um, with that in uh, Vegas, you know, um, and I think in, in lots of places um, there does exist, you know, the darker side of the music scene. And, um, you know, there was uh, lots of partying involved and um, lots of drinking and, um, yeah, some drug use as well, you know, uh, unfortunately. And um, mostly for me, though, was drinking and uh, like being around, um, you know, people all the time and partying. It's kind of almost expected of you to to have a drink in your hand. And if you don't, 
it's uh you know either you're like the odd man out and so also you know coupling that with some social anxiety you know that we can all suffer from kind of made the the recipe for for you know not the best uh lifestyle yeah yeah mm-hmm. so that's actually how i met you monica was yes. <laughs> uh, through house music ish um you know at um just seeing you around at various parties and things like that. And um, yeah, that, so that was definitely a reason why I got into the house music scene in retrospect now was to, you know, meet the few people from that environment and world that I really connected with. And, you know, you and a couple other people that I still know from that scene are, you know, two of my good, good friends you know, that I still have. So, you know, there's a lot that can go bad in, in losing yourself in mm. a party scene, but there, there was some good that came from it as well. So. Absolutely. And I think it's, you know, I think everybody goes through um, this contrast and life and it, you know, it looks different for everybody. Um But I'm just so grateful that, you know, you were able to recognize where you were headed and that you wanted to to change that. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I I think that's so commendable. And uh, because I find and you and I, we've talked about this before, but just the music in general, it can be such a powerful tool to help people, right, to truly help them. And and that's why I'm so passionate about um, art and music and all that, because I find it's such a wonderful way to connect with people and to help people. Um, and mm-hmm. that's obviously, that's our goal, right. With when we do the love yourself expression event and everything else that we do with LYF. Um, mm. but of course, like you were saying, there's other types of events out there that, um, it's not so centered on healing and, and all that. So, Talking more into that, like what was um, that you want to share, of course, what was like a pivotal moment for you that um, that you saw, you know what, I, I want to change the trajectory of where my life is headed and and uh, surrender and and choose healing because that's powerful, you know, and it, and, it, and it looks different for everybody. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I've definitely had this question before and I've definitely thought about this a lot and um yeah I think for me if there wasn't you know sometimes you hit a rock bottom like they they call it in the world of recovery um and that for a lot of time that for people a lot of times means you know a crazy event where you know you get arrested you get a DUI you get in an accident um you know you do some things that you know, you look back at and you see weren't that morally, you know, weren't morally justifiable for, you know, whatever reason like that you did it is uh, a whole nother story. But basically all of those things happened to me, you know, um, I, you know, ruined relationships. Um, I you know, did get in into accidents and, you know, did end up in the hospital. And um, I did all of those things. And it wasn't just one thing, but it was, 
in realizing that the common denominator in all of those things was uh, was basically an, an, trying to detach from from all of my emotions. Yeah, you know, um, alcohol was at the center of it, but ultimately, alcohol was the tool that I used to escape. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, the pandemic actually was uh, was almost a lifesaver for me. You know, because in many ways, um, my career was on hold, still is. And, you know, the whole world had to come to a standstill and had to kind of reevaluate themselves and just sit with themselves. Mm -hmm. So for as crazy and whirlwind that, you know, 2020 was for me and for the world, I feel like sitting with myself was the thing that helped me to realize that I was better than, than how I was acting, you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's amazing. You know, it's so, um, it's just so brave because not everybody answers that, 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 uh, that call within themselves, you know, um, it's hard, you know, it's hard to admit to yourself, wow, like I've, I've been screwing up <laughs> and I need a change. And, you know, yep. I've, I've been there in my own way. Right. So I just, uh, I'm so proud of you and everything that you've done since then. And, uh, just to see the Alex that I met some years ago and to see where you're at now, it's, it's like leaps and bounds, you know, it's, uh, it's such a contrast, but you had to go through that, right. To get to where you're at now. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, life is a journey. You know, there's no one destination. Um, it's just a continual process of uh, becoming, you know, becoming mm-hmm. who you are and who you were meant to be. And um, so I feel like I lost myself a little bit on the way. You know, I kind of lost track with who with who I feel like I always should have been, mm-hmm. which is, you know, someone who clearly uses his abilities to try to help people reach a place where, you know, they can reflect, you know, um, that is all, that is why I kind of, um, I feel like I was led to, um, using sound meditation in order to help people in order to help people relax and, Mm -hmm. you know, be able to, take that inner journey in order to process some things and be able to understand themselves a bit better. And with the hopes that it would lead to them, you know, realizing that they could also do better in in ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I had an experience with the sound meditation um, that really, really helped me to realize the healing power of, of sound of frequency and um you know meditating is hard uh, <laughs> it's not easy sometimes yoga is hard mm-hmm. you know for myself and for people you know getting into your body and you know just really moving um i think can be difficult for people so um being that i had always kind of worked with music and sound frequency it was just as clear as day once i realized it that 
you know, the music that I should be making is music that resonates with me and resonates with my, my mission, my purpose uh, of helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also a big thing in, um, in recovery is um, helping people, you know, um, because ultimately um, you can, you know, live life all for yourself and you can have all of the things that you ever would want. But um, ultimately, that's not going to make you happy. You know, ultimately, what will help is helping others. You know, in helping others, you help yourself. You, you realize, you know, that everyone's struggling, that everyone's going on this journey. Everyone's just at different stages of it, you know. And um, so now um, when I make music, I approach it with uh, I'm not trying to make a a banger. <laughs> I'm not trying to make a banger house music track or, you know, I'm not trying to, um, you know, get people into any kind of headspace other than, you know, one where they can take it all in and, you know, relax and use it, you know, as a tool, like mm-hmm. some music helped me in the past uh, to just basically look for myself. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And I really like what you said earlier too, because that's something I've learned uh, in therapy is um, because I, I I have addiction in my family and I, I used to date somebody with an addiction, but it's learning to uh, associate the person without saying, Oh, they're um, they're It's the alcohol. I like how you said it was, it was a tool that you used, right. To run away from what you were feeling. Cause I think a lot of times that even happens when we might go through depression or we're going through anxiety. A lot of times we identify with the issue like, Oh, I'm depressed. Well, you're experiencing depression really, but you are that eternal being, you know, going through this experience. So I, I love that you said that. Cause I think that's really important. And I think sometimes even when folks might want to change and they don't really know how, um, and they might have been labeling themselves as like, Oh, I'm just in this, I'm just this alcoholic or I'm just this drug addict, but no, it's like, no, you're, you're a person and you're dealing with these issues and you can change. And I think you meant, uh, changing that, that script is so important, uh, to achieve healing. Yeah, definitely. You know, if you, if you constantly tell yourself that you're a bad person, you're going to start to believe it eventually, mm-hmm. you know, those, those things that you might not have done will become easier to do. All of those negative things will just seem like it's part of who you are, you know? And, um, yeah, I was closed off from myself. I, um, used alcohol and other things to cover up that I was hurting so mm-hmm. badly inside, you know, I had, um, trauma when I was younger, um, you know, um, that was something I blocked out for a long time, sexual trauma when I was young. And, um, I had, you know, neglect issues and, you know, I had, you know, um, I had issues with just how I was raised, you know, and, um, and so I think we all kind of suffer from some of that and we're all in healing is basically healing from those experiences that you had as a kid, Mm -hmm. you know, 
and trying to find your inner child before all of those things, you know, put the lid on it and, and stuffed it, you know, away from the rest of the world because um, that inner child is ultimately, you know, that's the you that you want to bring out the, the person that had all of that wonder and amazement in looking at life and had nothing but potential, you know, and you just have to look back to before all of those things. And um, also you have to realize that those things aren't who you are if you don't choose it. Absolutely. Yeah. You can really, Mm -hmm. you can, you can choose to be better, you know, Um, you can choose to not make what happened to you represent who you are, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's tough. It's very tough. You have to, you know, go to therapy or, you know, you find a spiritual practice of some sort or, you know, reconnect with nature really helped me um, to, to realize, you know, that I was hiding versus working on myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's really important to reconnect with our, ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. to, to re- realize that we're, we can change, we can always change, you know, and even if you've done things that you're ashamed of, um, it's not who you are, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It, it takes some courage, but right. Courage isn't the absence of fear. You were, you're always going to have that fear, but it's just, yeah. it's just choosing better for yourself and going moving through that. And, um, so yeah, just, it's, uh, it's amazing. And I love that you tied in uh, wonder and inner child. Cause that's all the theme of this month, um, for OIF and remembering that little kid in our heart, like you said it so well, that, was full of wonder and so much curiosity. Um, but it's amazing, right? That the, the traumas and of course we can achieve, we can get traumas too um, later in life. And it's, it's not just when we're kids, but so much of when we were children um, is what kind of sets the stage of the trauma that you're going to just have to work through to move through some blocks. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, you know, even if you had a great childhood, um, you know, there still might be things in that childhood that, you know, helped mold you into the person that you are and, you know, that affects you in life. And um, yeah, very much things can happen later on in life. You know, you could be an adult and have a breakup or you could be an adult and have some trauma, you know, happen um, in whatever you know, way it might present itself, um, it can still affect you as an, when you're an adult. So it is, you know, really important for us to reflect and to take time to, um, you know, meditate, journal, um, do things that help us, you know, realize that that thing that happened isn't who we are. You know, we don't have to be that person that built a personality around protecting yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's I think I think what we do a lot of is, you know, most of our personality is a reaction to all of the things that happen to us, you know, and like the way you react to things is the way that your brain has, you know, justified like acting or behaving the way you do, you know. So when I see people, you know, acting out or doing things that, you know, are questionable, 
um, like my first reaction now is, oh man, they're really, they really must be going through something. Right. You know, mm-hmm. where before I might've been like, oh, that person sucks or, mm-hmm. you know, just judgment. Um, I mean, that person might also suck, but it's not because that's who they are. It's because they are going through something, you know, they are, you know, protecting themselves or, you know, they're reliving trauma and they're in that negative headspace. And so, yeah, that's, that's what, what I try to think of when I see someone struggling and yeah, I hope with, you know, learning more about myself and, you know, also learning about my story more, you know, um, that, that in the future I can be able to help people, you know, in, in, in other ways, uh, and just help people to realize that, uh, I'm not perfect either. You know, nobody's perfect at all. Um, but what really separates you from, uh, a bad version of yourself is, like the will to want to do better and then, you know, taking the journey and going through the process of being better, just being better at every turn, you know, every situation, every second, we can either choose to do good by ourselves or we could choose to hide and run, you know, and, it can mean something as little as like not cleaning your room or, you know, not making your bed or neglecting, you know, the important things in your life that you should be doing, but you don't do for whatever reason. But usually that reason is because you're, you're just running from those things, you know? And so like, you have to love yourself enough to know that your choices will affect you know, your well-being and mm-hmm. your, your depression and will, def- you know, will affect you as a person. So. Absolutely. Yes. And, and so one thing I want that came up to ask too, and this isn't just exclusive to people that um, want to, you know, move away from an addiction. Um, but there's that, 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 that phase where, you know, you need a change and you're scared to lose your friends right? That it means that you're going to sacrifice like the social circles that you've been used to because those new habits will inevitably will uh, create some form of disconnect with that group. Um, So what can you say to that? Like having gone through that um, lessons from that advice, you know, for folks that maybe they want to change something pretty uh, big in their life, but they're a little bit afraid of losing people along the way. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was alcohol, you know, that was my main, uh, that was my main tool for escaping, mm-hmm. uh, my reality and, you know, um, so I tended to find and uh, attract, uh, or just be around, um, you know, people who drank a lot and who partied a lot, you know, um, most of the friends I had were friends because, you know, they knew I was always down to hang out and drink, you know, uh, which is something I realized, you know, later on after, you know, separating myself from alcohol. Um, I stopped drinking in April 
of 2020. Um, and so for over a year, you know, I was alcohol free and really putting that distance between myself and alcohol um, really helped me to realize that it was, you know, the main thing that was holding me back. And uh, I was afraid. I was terribly afraid for years, I would say, that um, that separating myself from alcohol and, you know, realizing that alcohol was that thing holding me back. Um, yeah, I realized that I would might I might I might have lost some friends or I would lose some friends. Um, and that was frightening, honestly, because I didn't I felt like I didn't know how to make friends separate of that thing. Um, and so that was, I think, a big reason why I didn't stop drinking for so long, um, you know, because I was afraid that, yeah, I would lose all my friends. And, um, you know, not everyone will stick around with you through you deciding to um, to not use, you know, alcohol or whatever that thing might be that's like, mm -hmm. you know, the, the common denominator in your relationships. Um, so, you know, the best advice I would have is try to make friends outside of that thing that you, you know, clearly abuse or mm. might, might see as a problem, you know? Yeah. Make, make friends that, you know, you can go hiking with, make friends that, you know, join a book club or, you know, go to events that are, positive events, you know, like the LYF events, um, being able to go to the LYF events, honestly, in the last like six months or so, um, had been huge for me in mm. you know, realizing that I could be myself and I could get on stage and I could, you know, do all of these things that I thought I needed alcohol for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I, I had before tried to like perform or to open mics and I would just get super drunk because I thought that's what I needed to do right. to, yeah, to, to have that courage, you know, but it's, it's like a false courage, you know, um, what really gets you into that headspace and that place that is healthy is, you know, you making friends outside of that world where that common denominator is that thing that you abuse and really focusing in on yourself. Um, I started taking vocal lessons. You know, I started, I really buckled down on learning and reading. And um, so, you know, with all of that confidence that you gain from doing all of those things that you really want to do, it will kind of help make you realize that, um, you know, alcohol or whatever it is for you isn't like the driving force in your life and in your relationships really what is the driving force in your relationships with others and with yourself is you know the strength that you have within yourself to Absolutely. learn that thing or take those steps to you know really empower yourself yes mm, yeah. i love it <laughs> it's possible yes it is possible so um so alex uh, before we hop off, I want, can you tell folks a little bit about uh, the event that you've been doing now for a few months and the intention with it? And when's the next one? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so 
yoga has been a huge part of my life as well as music for over 10 years. I've been doing yoga and meditating and um, it was also a thing that's really helpful for people. Um, so, you know, if you're out there and, you know, you're looking for something to help you get out of your head and, you know, really reconnect with your, you know, mind, body and soul, um, I would definitely suggest as well yoga. Um, but um, yoga or exercise even exercise is fine, just getting out in nature. But so yoga being a big part of my um, journey and, you know, process of recovery, um, I kind of have always been, you know, adjacent to yoga. So when I used to do events in the house music world, the beginning of my events were always, you know, a yoga class. And um, so that was always kind of in my life as well. And I knew I wanted to incorporate it into my vision back then. But, you know, my vision was just a little blurry back then. Um, and, you know, since being able to clear up my, you know, clear up my vision by letting go of some things, I kind of saw yoga as like something that helped me. And I saw it as a thing that would could be helpful for others. So um, I started um, collaborating on events um, with Polly um, and um I also would do them on my own, you know, um, as far as like meditations and things like that. But uh, Polly and I created a, a class that um, incorporates yoga and uh, movement and dance and um, also sound meditation. Um, so it's a really, really cool event, actually. It's uh, something that I'm really, yes, really it proud is. <laughs> Monica's been to a couple and... Um, yeah, I mean, uh, what do you think? How how did it make you feel afterwards? Honestly, I think it really it helps you tap into your inner child, honestly. just uh, It helps you just to get out of your head and just remember uh, how it felt when you would just try something new, you know, when you were a little kid. I, what I love about it is that it also, like you said, uh, it combines dance. So there's some ecstatic dance in there. And for folks that maybe that's new, what it is, is it's like a healing approach to dancing and ecstatic dance. Usually you never do it um, like under any type of uh, alcohol or anything. It's just allowing yourself to move um, just like we did again when we were little kids and we didn't care how we looked. We just moved. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And I definitely feel like that's, that's the general, uh, like one of the, the general vibes that we want people to feel when they come to these events is, you know, a, a feeling of freedom, you know, freedom of judgment of yourself, uh, mostly, you know, and no one else there is judging you because they're all doing things that are just as wacky or, you know, out there as you. And it's really, um, I use the term wacky, you know, but it, it's really not. It's really people connecting with themselves and being able to feel free and move with however their soul uh, is telling them to move. You know, I feel like there's real power in that. Um, so many emotions and things are trapped inside of our bodies. You know, we experience things and our bodies remember them. You know, um, all of our trauma, everything is just encoded in our in our bodies. So um some of the event um you know especially in the dancing part for some people 
um, can be a little uncomfortable. I know the first time I did the class with um, Polly kind of led me through it. I, I felt a little uncomfortable and I felt a little bit awkward, you know, moving around and however she was telling me to move. But ultimately it allows you to get out of your head and realize that, you know, that inner child is in there and that inner child doesn't care who's watching. That inner child just dances like no one's watching, you know? So beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys would like, July 25th is uh, the next class. It's um, from 6 to 8 p.m. Um, and uh, my Instagram is at uh, omhomie, O-H-M-H-O-M-I-E. And um, yeah, I, I can answer any questions you might have or let you guys know, you know, what you might need for the class. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Monica, for um, for giving me some space to talk about, you know, the class and about just about myself and, you know, my story. Of course, you have such an incredible story of transformation and it provides so much uh, hope that, you know, no matter what, you can always choose better for your for yourself and yeah you know every day is a new opportunity if, if you want to look at it that way and really it's up to you so you, you show that and it's my pleasure I appreciate everything that you do everything that you are represent your friendship um and this year our event couldn't have been as special without your special touch in there in Polly's so just thank you so much for for everything yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, it does mean a lot to me that, you know, uh, someone I knew or someone that knew me back then, um, you know, was open to, you know, still being my friend after, you know, seeing me in such, you know, dire uh, positions in life, you know, Aww. and just like, seeing me like when I felt like I was at my lowest and still you know you were willing to like be a friend to me and uh, that really means a lot that you know you see growth in me uh because you know sometimes we we want to see that you know that we are changing and sometimes we don't know so it's always great you know to like be acknowledged in that way and um yeah for everyone out there um you know you might know someone who uh, is awesome, you know, most of the time or and, you know, has a lot to offer. Um, but sometimes you might see that person not in their best place and you might see that person abusing things like alcohol or drugs. Um, and I just want to let you guys know that if you have that person in your life or if you are that person in your life, you know, um, that you can always choose yourself before you choose that thing that you're using. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions, you know, feel free to reach out to me. I was in dark places and I never thought I would make it out and, uh, I did. So I, I feel like I could definitely, um, you know, help share some awareness if you need it. Mm. Thank you so much, Alex. So appreciative. And, uh, yeah, just thank you. Thank you, Monica. <laughs> and thank you to everybody listening. And as always, please leave us a review so we can continue to grow our podcast. So thanks again, Alex. Until next time. Bye.
Thanks, Monica. Bye, everyone.